Greetings, everyone. Welcome to the broadcast. I am your host, Maggie Cavanaugh, and today I have with me Mr. Daryl Mackin. Daryl, welcome to the broadcast. Well, thank you, Maggie. Thanks for having me. It's good to be here. Yes, it is great to have you on the show. I've known Daryl for quite some time and God placed something in him years ago that has had so much fruit come from it as a result of that. You may or may not have heard of this organization. And if you haven't heard of this organization today, you need to go to the website and dig deep and see what God is doing through a soldier's child. A soldier's child is something that is ministered to so many people for over 12 years now, right? Yeah. So we, uh, Got our nonprofit status in 2008, Maggie. Wow, man, yeah. time flies by. Boy, yeah. that is amazing. So, Daryl, I would like for you to share with the audience, for those that don't know about it, a little bit about how this all came about. And sure. yes, I know you're going to show that tear jerking picture. So, I'm giving a disclaimer, okay? You might want to grab a tissue as he talks about this. So, <laughs> share with the audience how it all began. Well, it's actually, as I was going to lift up my book and show you, but I just realized if you look back, back here, that's actually Christian Golzinski with President Bush in 2007, shortly after his father was killed in Iraq. And this is the photo that I know most everybody has seen. It actually won photo of the year in 2007. So his dad was killed in Iraq, March of 2007, and his, so Mark's parents were my neighbors. And um, so almost to the day that Mark was supposed to come home from his second tour and, um, you know, be celebrated, you know, that he made it for the second time, uh, he came home. I remember I drove home from work and I looked across the street and I saw the, um, the cameraman and the big vans and everything. And I'm like, Oh, Mark, Mark's home. Mark's home early. You know, they're doing the story on him. And then as I looked, I knew something was wrong. And that's, that's kind of how I found out that, that Mark had been killed. And um, so for the time period after that, you know, I was just a good neighbor to, to Henry and Faye. And, um, you know, I'd go over across the street and talk with Henry and, he learned about Mark. I never knew, personally knew Mark at all. So everything I learned about Mark was from his uh, his stepmom and his dad. Um, anyhow, on one particular night, I walked the car. I, I was in I was in my kitchen. I looked out my window and I saw Henry in his garage. So I I walked out and uh, as I walked into his garage, he put his hand up to stop me, and he said to me in anger, "Did it really freaking matter?" And does anybody even give a damn? Uh, he was angry. Yeah. And um, he turned around and walked into his house and left me standing there in his garage with those two questions. And um, I'm a Christian and I consider myself a patriot. I'm a veteran. I served six years in the Navy. And I realized in that moment, I not once in my lifetime had thought about the families of, that are left behind specifically the parents and the children, all those. And I was just like racked with that. I lived across the street and it took me 45 minutes to get home. I, I just started walking, you know? And then my second thought was my own death, that I would die early and that I would leave my children like the way Christian is being left now without a dad. And those two things combined 
just kind of racked me. And and that was like in, I would say, so Mark was killed in March, March 27, 2007. That probably was sometime around June or July. And then in November, I was prepping for my own son's birthday because my wife had just gone back to work. She wasn't working for like five years. She's lazy. No, I'm kidding. Hopefully she'll <laughs> never watch this. <laughs> You know she's a girl now, so be careful now. <laughs> she will know. No, <laughs> no, she... <laughs> that's my humor, right? Thank you. I have a disclaimer. So uh no, what she actually had twins. So now all the women uh, listening are like, that guy's an idiot. No, she had twins and uh so and uh so she was caring for them. She's a great mom. She's she did go back to work and has been straight 15 years, but anyhow. I told her, I said, sweetie, I got this. I'll, I'll do take care of the party. I'll rent this. I'll rent that. I'll get the invitations out. I'll plan the menu. You know, being a chef, I could do all this. Zach wanted a 3D football cake for his sixth birthday, all that. I was working feverishly on my computer on all that stuff, and my computer crashed. And I kicked back from my computer. I lost everything. I kicked back, and I literally said, this is crap. And I was mad. And I looked up on my wall and there was that photo. And I had it as the original newspaper clipping. I, I put it up on my wall as a memorial for, for Mark and for his son. And it was in that moment. Next thing I found myself, you know, tearing up, crying. And I was asking God to forgive me for my attitude. And I even asked Mark to forgive me for my attitude. That what I get to do for my son. Boy, I'm reliving it right now. I know. <laughs> I, I, get I gave the tissue alert. <laughs> you didn't give me one. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, so I realized that in somehow, some way, I wanted to do something for my neighbor's son, for, for you know, for his grandson. I, I, I just knew something was brewing inside me and I'm, I wasn't sure what it was, you know. But there was a call to action that was deposited on me that night, specifically that night. When I left my computer, I, I just had this feeling that something was different about me. And about a month later, my brother-in-law came over for Christmas dinner. So Jojo's brother. And he came into the kitchen and I'm cooking turkey and lamb and everything. Because, again, I'm a chef. I was teaching culinary arts at Blackman High School in, in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Anyhow... Um, he's like, he comes in all excited. He's like, he's like, Daryl, he's like, we're going to get, we're going to call it D-Max cuisine. We're going to get your blackening spice and your rub and this, and you know, all the things I make that are really good. And, uh, we're going to get it online. We're going to make you money. And I remember I took my apron off and I looked him right in his eyeballs. And I said, Theron, do you, do you know what I really want to do? And he's like, what, 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 what? I was like, I want to celebrate the birthdays for children of our fallen. That was the first time I said it. I had, I guess I had been thinking about it, but I said it that night and that was it. That was the beginning. And uh, that was the, the, you know, one week left of 2007. So in 2008, he helped me get everything uh, like incorporation, uh, copyright, 501c3. Because his answer, I didn't tell you his answer. <laughs> that was the best part. Because I, I, I have it in my book too. I wrote, I wrote about, you know, that whole conversation. And he said, he looked at me, he's like, okay, man, we can do that. And that's that's what we did. We started it, just the two of us. And uh, 
in 2008, we celebrated two birthdays, two children. Christian was the first, June 2nd, uh, 2008. He turned 10. And then there was another boy we found out about. I recently saw him again. And then by 2000, and, let's say 10, 11, we were up to about 200 kids. By 2012, uh, we had already formed three camps and we had 400 children that we were serving all over the country. So they were living California, New York, da, 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 da. So we were celebrating their birthdays. And it was at that point when we had reached that number, I had a board. <laughs> I was the only board member at one time. <laughs> I remind people, hey, I was that's the first hard. board member. Yeah. But uh, that's when I resigned from teaching, almost 20 years of teaching high school. And um, this is what I do full time now. So it's been uh, a good almost 13 years. And we now serve over 4,000 children nationwide. We celebrate their birthdays every year up to age 18, spending $150. We spend $35,000 a month on birthday gifts. Wow. Then we have camps. So I wanted to show you this. So this is our camps. This is everything we do. Camps, 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 camps. See that? I love it. This is, this is what we send to the moms. On um, Here's the camps for this year. <laughs> wow. there's, a, there's a lot of camps. There's I only knew there was months. one. Can you break down the different ones so that we can get a little information about the different camps available? Yeah. So I wanted to tell you this. How many months are in the year? 12. 12. We do 17 camps. <laughs> so we so so to start the year, we did a hog hunt in Texas. Um, then we excuse me, we did a hog hunt in Georgia, and then we did a deer hunt in Texas. Um where we were supposed to do a quail hunt just this past weekend, but we didn't do it because of uh the weather. It was too much rain and the quail don't fly when it's raining. Um, squirrel hunt, we were supposed to do it, but it was iced out that weekend. We do uh, a bunch of different hunts and fishing tournaments, but then we do other stuff too. We do, uh, like we've had a science camp, a dance camp, a culinary arts camp, a commercial baking, an arts camp. Uh, we're doing a Jack and Jill camp this year. Have you heard of the guy, Dad, How Do I? He's a big YouTube sensation. It's this no. dad who just started answering questions for his daughter and the, in the, students at, at her college, you know, classmates. Uh, and he started this thing, you know, showing videos and whatnot. And now it's got like millions and millions of followers. Well, he's coming to our camp. Oh, awesome. He's called, he's called Mr. Dad. How do I, his name is uh, Rob Kenny. Cool. And he's a big YouTube guy, but we're teaching kids how to, how to do simple stuff because remember they don't have, they don't have their dads now. Yeah. So we're teaching them. I'm teaching them how to make an omelet. I think everybody in America needs to know Absolutely. how to make an omelet. Absolutely. How to change a tire. Uh, they're going to build a, a birdhouse, you know, hammers and nails. Uh, uh, how to, how to uh, iron a shirt, you know. How many people don't know how to iron a shirt? But just some just some fun stuff. We'll take like a, a weekend, like maybe four nights, and we have the kids there and just do all this different crazy stuff. We'll have some activities, zip lining and um, archery tag stuff, fun stuff for them to do. I love but it. We, our big camp, our main camp is called Journey Camp. And that is where, and it's the one camp that we give a disclaimer to the parents. This is a Christian camp. So all of our camps, we have chapel, you know, uh, we, we feel that we live 
we say we love the child, honor the phone, and give the kids a hope to live out a courageous life. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, we know what that hope is, who that hope is. Sure. And and we kind of like, you know, we don't thump any kids over the head with Bibles or anything like that, um, unless, of course, they're disobedient. No, I'm kidding. We don't do anything. <laughs> Another disclaimer, this is Daryl's humor, okay? <laughs> no emails. No emails, people. Be nice. No. So, but at Journey Camp, at Journey Camp, it is one whole week of presenting them the gospel. And we have a, we have baptisms. We have kids coming to the Lord. I. This is the truth. I am hiring our first ASC mom to come on board staff. And it was through one of our camps. That she found the Lord and changed her life. Her kids did, and now, now that they're moving from Nebraska to Tennessee, and she's coming on staff next week. It's kind of cool. Love that. Yeah. Awesome. So those are our camps. We do Christmas program. We facilitate getting the kids to college debt free with uh, some of our partners. Um, but that's pretty much everything we do, and we, we've been at it for almost uh, thirteen years. It's beautiful, beautiful. I remember the early stages. Daryl and I attended the same church, and we were at Christmas time. I remember yeah. the whole second floor of Nether were just rapping and rapping and rapping, and it was so much fun. And then to see everything loaded up and sent out, because listen, these are families that are hurting. And when you're going through grief and you're going through loss and you're going through all that stuff, you know, and then someone that you don't even know uh, comes in and says, Let me gift your child and i remember the original do you still do the wrapping for the gifts that are in like the red white and blue do you still do that yeah so it's that's how we do our birthdays yes so so actually what we do is we wrap every gift in purple yes yeah to let to just signify royalty yeah we we give them a scroll sealed with a crown uh it says legacy of royalty Yes. Um, we give them dog tags that quote the scripture, John 15, 13, for there is no greater love than a man laid down his life for his friends. And we tell them through everything, through birthday, through that, through that scroll, through that dog tag, through our camps. I mean, everything we do, we tell them that we see that they have inherited a legacy of royalty for when Jesus said there, there is no greater love than a man laid down his life for his friends. He was talking about himself. That's right. But that's also for all of us that that someone would give their life up for someone else. That's royalty in in my eyes. And that's, you know, that's the bullseye for us is for the kids that that you've lost your earthly father. We want to turn you to your heavenly father. Yes. You know, that was that was my story. And that's what's in my book. It took when I was a kid, I was eight months old, and my real father abandoned my mom with eight children. He had PTSD from uh, the Korean War. And then my mom remarried my stepdad, and he had six kids. They had one together and adopted one. I grew up in a family of 16 kids, eight boys and eight girls. So, Oh, my goodness. This is kind of why I'm like this a little bit. Okay? I always thought I'm a baby in nine and I always thought I came from a big family to 16. No wonder you became a chef. You had to learn to cook. Yeah, we were, we, we were raised Irish Catholics. There's, there was, you have it. I get it. So were we. But then my 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 stepdad was, um, he left when I was 12, actually. So uh, he had PTSD from um, World War II. Both of them has had saw battle. So 
I was I was a mess for it for a long time. I actually joined the Navy. I ran away from home, uh, which is a great story in the book. You guys got to get the book and it's on the website. We're going to share with you. Yeah, but, but it was uh, I when I joined, you know, I was still lost and whatnot. And I was for a long time. I really didn't come to the Lord until I was like 30. I was 30 years old and God rescued me, literally pulled me out. And I knew as soon as when I when I received Christ and my life changed, I knew somehow, some way kids were going to be a part of my mix of my life. And I was cooking at the I was a chef in Maui, Hawaii at the Holly Miley General Store. It was the number one restaurant on Maui. I was going down the path of Food Network. I was going to be one of the Food Network chefs. I was the head chef of this place. And there was a woman working there that was a, a school teacher, and she would work part-time in the pantry. I remember always asking her, so tell me about your day. What was it like? What was it like? I knew he was drawing me, and that's what I did. I, I quit that job, and I became a substitute teacher at Maui High School, wow. and it was nuts. <laughs> a white wow. guy. I was, the only white, I was the only white teacher in the whole school, and it was all... Asian kids and Hawaiian kids and keep talking. Like, I'm gonna get this crazy dog. You were talking about PTSD. I think my dog has PTSD because when it starts to rain, he loses it. Keep talking, Daryl. I'm sorry. I'm gonna let the dog in. Keep going. I hear the dog barking. Yeah, I just picked <laughs> up on that. Now I feel like I'm talking to an empty chair right there. No, well, there's the, people watching you. The chair's not moving. So uh, I'm gonna finish. So um, that was that was uh, my start. So I literally stopped. I stopped uh, cooking. <laughs> and uh, I went to the CIA, Culinary Institute of America, was top school in the, in the world at the time. And I was supposed to be a chef, you know what I mean? <laughs> and, be, and next thing I know, I'm teaching high school, and I and I actually taught culinary arts for 20 years. Wow. Yeah. And it was out of that is where God showed me what he really wanted me to do. And people, I don't tell many people this, but when I first became a believer, it was I was reading this book by Robert Cunningham the guy who started YWAM and I was reading the book and he got a vision from God on his wall. Well, I was, it was late at night. I had done a Bible study and I was in my room and I heard audibly, I will give you a vision. I heard that. I heard it. And immediately, what do I do? I look to my wall. <laughs> Where's I'm, it looking. At? <laughs> I'm looking at my wall. I was like, where is it? And I didn't see it. <laughs> you know? And 17 years passed, 17 passed. And I can tell you this so much, so many times I thought I missed it. I really thought I missed it. I was like, what did I do wrong? I missed it. I never got it, you know? And now I realize, you know, this is definitely it. A Soldier's Child Foundation. This is what God set me up for. Yes. All those years prior, 17 years in high school and everything else I did, youth group, missions, trips, all that stuff. You know what all that was? Preparation. It was training. Yep. It was training. He was training me up for this. Yes. So those are, I would say to people that feel like they maybe missed it or missed the boat or not hearing from God, you know, here's what I said to tell them. You know, people often say, oh, I just want to know what God's will is for my life. Okay. It's to do his work. You know, <laughs> it's to do his work. You know what I mean? And really, when you think, what is what are we doing here? I mean, right. I'm a patriot. I love it. But what caring for widows and orphans? Yeah, that's right. Whose idea, whose idea is that? That's the Lord's. It's not mine. <laughs> right. It's not mine. <laughs> you know, so 
it's so amazing. And, you know, it's, I tell people often, I, I just jumped on God's gravy train, you know, or his grace train. I, I just jumped in where he's already moving. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. That's all we're doing here at the Soldier's Job Foundation. We're just, we just jumped in on what God's already doing. And, you know, it. are you willing to do it? Yes. Sign me up. Caring for children without falling? Yes, Lord. I'll do it. I'll do it. It's such an awesome opportunity to be able to serve him in that capacity. But, you know, he does have a plan and a vision for each and every person. And if you are guys, and that was an encouraging word to myself because the Lord has spoke some things to me over the years that has not come to pass yet. And I believe that it will come to pass in a different format. But everything that we go through, there's a purpose. Uh, there, even there's yeah. even a purpose for your pain. And he will take all of the broken pieces and put it together and like that mosaic art that he does with life. And, you know, I just, I am so, uh, blessed to hear that Daryl come from you because I did not know that I did not yeah. know that God spoke and then it's 17 years later and we see that often and yeah. you know a lot of people in the Bible if you look they don't fulfill the call on their life until later and so praise God he got you before you were 50 right you know so where you could get started before you know too much was going on but it is <laughs> calling and it is needed and it, it, and it and that's what we do we see what God is doing and then we partner with that and I love the fact that Johanna your wife she wrote a book listen y'all you might have seen the episode if you have not seen the episode please watch my episode with Johanna Mackin about the book, The Inheritance. And uh, there's some exciting stuff coming with Soldier's Child that has to do with that. Can you share with the audience about that? Yes. Yeah, so she, her and I were both writing books at the same exact time. We started probably five years ago. Mine was done in one year. It took three years for her to complete hers. I was a dropout for high school, okay? High school dropout. I became a high school teacher and I wrote a book in a year. Now, people do make fun of me and say that it's a picture book because there's a lot of photos in there. <laughs> no, but she wrote a book and it's about the inheritance. Her great, great grandfather was Jay Wilbur Chapman. Back in the early 1900s, he was the Billy Graham of his day. He was the first evangelist to hold the revival with over a million people showed up. I mean, this guy was the bomb of his day. Real deal. He was the real deal. Yeah. So the the song by um oh uh well, casting crowns did a casting crowns. Yeah, they one did day. a rendition. One fine day or one day. One yeah. day. One one, one day. day. One day. Yes. That's his song. Yes. So if, if you open a hymnal anywhere, you'll see Jay Wilbur Chapman. He was he was the guy, um, and he evangelized countries all over the world. He was like, you know how Billy Graham, they say that he was like with like seven or eight presidents. That was Jay Wilbur. He did the same thing. He would go in. He was the, he was the president's pastor. Um, so that's the legacy. When she was talking about inheritance, she talks about that carried over to our family and to her specifically. But in parts of, of her book, she talks about the pain. You know, she had some major operations when she was a child. She, she's, only operating on one and a quarter lung. She lost three fourths of one lung. Uh, and she things have run, y'all. So don't don't discredit anything God's doing. And I definitely you can get the book, and I want you to watch the broadcast. But I know Daryl, you guys are planning something special for the moms. So she started this Bible study called the Story Study, and in it, it's the the whole thesis of it is uh, locate your pain, tell your story. 
find your purpose and passion. So I remember when I was doing a soldier's job, she knows she knows my whole background. I would told her something that happened and she's like, Daryl, don't you understand what's going on? I'm like, what? She's like, when you minister to those kids, it's God ministering to you. I was like, psh, 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 psh. yo, baby, 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 baby. That's a little deep, sweetie. But the she was right. She really was right. And that's what she does now. So with story study, she's done it a couple of times with women from church and whatnot. Now, for the first time, we're going to do it with our ASC moms. So she's she, it's a five-week course. And um, she spread it out over like two and a half months. And then, so some moms will be live in, at our house and the others may be in California, New York, Chicago, wherever, and there'll be a, a, a Facebook live on it. Then it'll, the capstone is they'll all get together for four days in the mountains of Tennessee on a retreat. It's so cool. Now, I already know that this is something I totally feel it, that God is leading us to because it's one thing going through something and then, you know, getting on the other side and finding a new normal. It's completely different that you have. You're now using that pain and suffering for the glory of God to minister to others. And that's what the story study is going to allow us to do. I really believe it. I'm super excited about it because, you know, they have sewed into the lives of the children's and the mothers for many years, but to be able to take them off and, and to really go deep and find out what it is. I mean, it is, it is, it's the next step in the process right. and it all brings about healing. And that's what God wants to do with these families. And he's using a soldier's child to do it, which is good. See, there's so much fruit that has come from this ministry. So Daryl, would you show them some ways that they can plug in? I know you've got uh, some levels of partnership. Yeah, uh, they're available. Can you show that real quick? Yeah. So this is this is a very simple one that we do. This is actually yes. called. Whoops. Let me tilt it this way. <laughs> Can you it's see good. all that? Yes. Is that good. So that's our sponsor, a child program card, and that that's an actual photo. That little boy is Christian. Uh, excuse me, um, Landon Carpenter, and his mom. So he was born like two months after uh, his mom lost her husband. And she's she's this mom that just wanted to have a photo of Landon with his dad. And this is it. Oh, man. So she just had this thought and she just created this, put him, She he fell asleep in her lap, picked her up and then put her next to all this stuff. And that's the photo of him with his dad, Aww. which is, yeah. So we, we he, he's now 11 and he'll be attending our, uh, his first camp with us, hopefully this year. So it's crazy. And he was he was our first infant that we took on. So we will celebrate every one of his 18, first 18 birthdays and then hopefully stay with him for the rest of his life. Because that's our vision to have lifelong touch points. I love that. This card right here, this shows you how you can give on a monthly basis. So this is what um, different levels. So at $25 a month, $50, $100, it tells you what it does. I can give folks more. You can find all this on our website. Yeah, we're going to put a link uh, for those of you that are watching this on Creative Motion Network. It doesn't have a chat stream. So I want you to go to a soldierschild.org.
and really check out the website. You can also find this on YouTube and we'll put the link there as well as on the social media platforms. But you can you can partner with what's happening and at minimum pray. Uh, you you know, yeah. we're accountable for what we know. And if you didn't know about this before, this is an area and widows and orphans is a heart of the Jesus. I mean, you know, it is so clear that this is something that the church is supposed to do. And even if you're watching this by chance and you're not a believer and you just understand the importance of sowing and reaping, this is good ground to sow into. And I encourage you to reach out and support this. There are other ways that you could support it. In addition to becoming monthly partners there, look for opportunities where other agencies have uh, like sponsorships where they're selling or doing and the proceeds will go to a soldier's child. Isn't there something coming up, uh, Daryl, the hunt of some sort where people, if they partner with them or, or talk a little bit. Oh, about yeah, 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 yeah. So that's a, that's a, uh, we call them independent fundraisers. Yes. And that's where somebody else is putting on the event, but they're giving us the proceeds. Yes. And we definitely encourage folks to do that. So if you have a charitable cause or something that you're doing, a poker run, a whatever it is, um, a knitting class and you're getting proceeds, <laughs> um, you can designate a soldier's child to receive that. Yes. And that's what uh, Woods Viking Outdoor and Outfitters are doing. It's a turkey hunt. And so the guys register. It's a contest. And then um, the proceeds of that is going to come to us. We have so many folks we never even met all over the country putting on independent fundraisers and then sending them. Here's something I want to say. We are 87% of every dollar we spend. 87. That's an A plus rating. 87% of every dollar we spend goes to the kids and programs and services. Four staff members serving 4,000 children. That's incredible. Yeah, we we what we do, we're very strong on volunteerism. We have a thousand or more volunteers and we we normally travel all over the country putting on these shopping wrapping events. Uh, but with COVID, we've been a little limited, but we're starting to bring them back a little bit. We have this thing called um, CCAP and it stands for compassion. So we do compassion. Uh, it's two ways. Compassionate Corporate America Partners and then it's Compassionate Christians Achieving Purpose. CCAP. Mm -hmm. So we've worked, we've gone into churches, church communities, and in their uh, sanctuary, uh, well, we'll spend one day of shopping for like 200 kids, bring all the gifts back, wrap them all up, uh, box them up, and then ship them out in time for the next month's birthday. But at the same time, we bring in a local child, local family. Again, we're in all, every single state in the union. We serve kids in every single state. Texas, we have 500 kids. Tennessee, 300 kids. New York, 150 kids. California, 380 kids. Every state, we, we're serving children. So no matter where you are, we could come to you and put on one of these events. I'd love to give people more information on that. Yes, yes. And all of this and the contact information for Daryl is on the website. So I encourage you to reach out. Also share uh, this broadcast with people. Yeah. Also uh, purchase the book. The book is available. Uh, Daryl, hold it back up again so they can see that tear jerking picture there. Thank you very much. It's a life worth celebrating. And really, that's that. Lots is of pictures, folks. Yeah. Lots of pictures. Pictures and Lots words. Pictures. And words. So <laughs> easy reading. Yes, absolutely. And that is also available on the website. Go to their social media pages, like them, follow them. So you can be uh, apprised of what's going on with their, you know, different events that are taking place. I'm assuming that you're on Facebook. What yes. else? All of them. Instagram, YouTube. All of them. All all of them. them. 
Yay, yeah. all of them. So you have no problem finding it. So, but it is true. We are to take care of the widows and orphans. And this is something that a soldier child not only does, but they do very well. So I encourage you guys. So Daryl, listen, if we, if, if you had to encourage the audience with one key, what would be a key that you would like to leave them with today? Oh, one key. Well, as long as you're breathing, there's still something you can do for the Lord. You're still breathing. There's still something for you to do, whether it's just to love on somebody today. I, I, you know, I really believe that, you know, as long as you're still alive, there's something you could be doing and just yeah. jump in where God's working. I, I give him a second key too. you know, often this is what most people don't know. America, our country is number one in setting up orphanages and taking care of widows and orphans all over the globe. What, what we're doing here with a Soldier's Child Foundation, What what if I ask you, what is there in our country that cares for the widows and orphans of our fallen military? The 1% that defend the 99% of our country, what is there that cares for them? When, 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 the, when the warrior doesn't come home, what cares for the widow and orphan? Who does? Wow. A Soldier's Child Foundation. If this is strike a chord with you, I would ask that you get involved with us. We have so many ways. We curtail everything to fit your needs, to get you engaged, empower you to care for the widows and orphans. That is part of our mission, not just caring for the kids, but giving the average American citizen that this matters to the opportunity to give back. Wow. That's powerful. That's incredibly powerful. And those are major keys. And again, I encourage you guys to go to a soldierschild.org and get, check out all the resources, like them on social media and share with everyone that needs to hear a word of encouragement. Daryl, I want to thank you for taking the time of joining us today on Keys to Your Best Life. Thank you, dear. Listen, I, I, feel like I'm, I feel like I'm living my best life right now, even though I feel a little bit older. You know what? Listen, as long as you're walking in your calling and if you don't know what your calling is, just like he said, stay tuned. You know, there's a song out right now that I worship too frequently and it says, if I'm not dead, then you're not done. Greater things are still to come. I want to thank you for being on the broadcast today. You all have a wonderful day and we will see you next time here on Keys to Your Best Life. Bye bye. Thank you, Maggie.